Welcome to the Are Your Hands Full podcast, a step-by-step parenting podcast for your Jewish family. My name is Dr. S. Yaroslavitz, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hello. I hope you are all staying safe and staying strong. Welcome to Are Your Hands Full and Coronavirus, episode number 10. For all previous podcasts, log on to my website at www.handsfullchinuch.com and click on Podcasts. The complete Handsful series of either books or audiobooks is available through the website as well. For those who desire benefiting from the daily emails, please request them by logging on to the website or by emailing handsfullchinuch at gmail. There are two ways to give an individual chizuk, depending on the situation at hand. The first recipe for chizuk consists mostly of validation of what the individual is enduring, with a clear indication that his or her tsar is being shared by others, and that the one who is suffering is not alone. This method largely utilizes camaraderie and human interaction to accomplish its goal, and is appropriate for someone who has suffered an irreversible loss and needs and deserves our compassion. The second way to give chizuk to someone who is enduring difficult times is more appropriate if that individual, regardless of their discomfort, must step up to the plate and perform in one way or another. This second form of chizuk is designed to empower Note the correlation between the word chizuk, from the word chazak, chizuk and power. This second form of chizuk is designed to empower individuals to stretch beyond their perception of their own strength and perform beyond that point for the sake of others who depend on them. This type of chizuk often involves encouragement and communication of values as main ingredients, with additional sprinklings of validation and sympathy. This podcast addresses long-term homeschooling of children, and because homeschooling requires stepping up to the plate and reaching beyond our self-percept for those who depend upon us, because of that, we will utilize the second form of chizuk to empower you to fulfill this extremely important role. So listen to this. A Harvard professor calls homeschooling dangerous. This was last month. She says it gives parents authoritarian control over kids. Oh, really? Last I checked, the Rabbanu Shalom gave parents control over kids. Anyone not sure about that? Well, go ahead, open up to Parshas Yisro, Perikhov, Pasekut Beis, and take a look. Sometimes I wonder, is the page still there? I mean, seriously? Okay, she continues this Harvard professor. Listen up. A law professor and faculty director of the school's child advocacy program worried that homeschooled children will not be able to contribute to a democratic society. And this is in quotes. The issue is... Do we think that parents should have 24-7 essentially authoritarian control over their children from ages 0 to 18? She asked. 
I think that's dangerous. I think it's always dangerous to put the powerful people in charge of the powerless and to give the powerful ones total authority. Wow, what an insult to parents. Parents powerful? Children powerless? It's funny. Her statement indicates that parents and children are equals. Just one is powerful and one is powerless. Does that make sense? Hello? Kids start off as kids, don't they? Kids and adults are different, aren't they? Hashem made his world that way, right? With a hierarchy. No, my friends, not all men are created equal. This is an example of democracy gone awry. Yes, I know that democracy gives us a chance to freely practice Yiddishkeit. Supposedly, it gives us rights, schools, shuls, yeshivas. We are free to dress the way we want, speak the language we want, and so it goes. But what happens when the freedoms that that democracy espouses get so out of control that they begin to disseminate values that are against Torah concepts? According to the Torah, parents are supposed to be the ones educating and training their children and children are not considered equals to parents. I've searched over and over and over again and have never found any discussion of Kippet Bain or Kippet Bas, right? It's important to recognize with our eyes wide open exactly what we are up against. We have all been very relaxed, relying on democracy to protect us against any type of persecution or discomfort. No, we tell ourselves, we have rights. We could never go back to the way it was in Europe or in previous persecutions. We will always have our shuls, schools, yeshivas. The days of uncertainty are over, we tell ourselves. Well, guess what, my friends? We're remembering who is in charge, right? We're remembering that the one above, not the professors from Harvard, Lahavdil, decide what's right and what's wrong, and which rights we are entitled to and which we are not. And if we stay too relaxed, the ones who espouse democratic ideals can very easily, chas v'shalom, lure us away from Torah values and in effect secularize the way we define our relationships. For example, how much of the way we view our relationships with our children is based on secular literature and thinking? Think carefully. What are you reading? Who are you listening to? Are you letting the democratic values that they have espoused to the extreme pull us away from Torah thinking? Let us be careful. Hashem created the world as a place where parents, yes, parents, educate and raise their children. Parents are the providers of educational, emotional, social, and developmental information. Yes, we have handed over a large portion of that responsibility to the schools, but it should never be to the extent that we forget that these children are ours and the ultimate responsibility of the children's well-being is not the school's. It is ours. So for those parents who are complaining that they must have their children at home, juggle their schedules, arrange for their learning via phone conferences, pick up their learning materials and supervise their well-being and are generally not willing to take that responsibility, Listen to what Hashem is telling you. Yes, you are responsible. You are the ultimate teacher. Every parent is. And just because you didn't choose teaching as a career doesn't mean that teaching is not for you. 
Every morning you say, Avinu of Harachaman, Father in Shemayim who has pity on us. Hamarachem rachem aleinu, who has rachemim on all of us. Vesein bilibeinu bina, and puts in our hearts the understanding. Lahavin, to understand. Lahaskil, to learn with Sechel. Lishmoa, to listen. Lilmod, to learn. Ulilamed, and to teach. Lishmar, to keep the mitzvos, lasos, and to do, ulakayim, and to uphold, as all the words of your Torah with love. So I ask you, why does it say, lilmod ulilamed? Most of us are not teachers. Why doesn't it have the word lilamed in parentheses, like we have in certain tefillahs where Shabbos is in parentheses? So Rabbi Moshe Feinstein answers, we are all teachers. Simply by living our lives, there is always someone who is learning from our actions. So do not think for one second that you are potter from chinuch just because you typically send your child to school. You are ultimately the parents, and the schools do have a right to ask you to participate in your children's chinuch and ultimate tachlis. Please note that these thoughts are directed at those who are resisting the homeschooling program. Obviously, those in this audience, and certainly those of you who proudly follow the Handsful program, understand the value of such a homeschooling program during these times. So now that we got that out of the way, here are some tips. One, you can and should involve yourself in your child's chinuch. Yes, you will have to print sheets, set up temporary learning stations for them, follow their schedules, encourage their learning. Yes, it will be hard. But guess what, my friends? This is not about you. This is about your child's future. Two, yes, it's true. Some of your children won't want to get on the phone to learn just the same way that they don't want to go to school. Tino kaboreach mebesa sefer has a makar way into our children's past. That's okay. They don't have to want, yet... We as parents have to do what is good for them rather than what's good for us. And the funny thing is, you have no problem making sure that your kid gets on that school bus and gets to school even if he never wants to go. You never have an issue with that. Why? Because you want them out of the house, right? And now that it's about a phone line, you're not as determined to make it work. So once you understand that these phone lines are similar to actually going to school, you can A, use your basic behavioral strategies, HOH, nothing until, 72-hour mode, to get a child to participate in his school time. B, use 72-hour mode to help your child feel super important about maintaining his or her skills during school. C, incentivize. Now is the time to do it because you're not bribing for something that benefits you, like having them clean the playroom, but rather you're offering an incentive for something that is developmentally important for them. I encourage parents to incentivize for time alone so you can set up a ticket or any type of token economy for them to buy time with you. Time to play a game alone with you, time for a future date out alone with you after Corona passes or something like that. D, be in contact with the child's Rebbe or teacher if the child is having trouble communicating over the phone and absorbing the lessons. 
your child's teacher or Rebbe will do their best to help. Three, you are likely going to walk around all day without a phone because every phone line will be in use. This is tough, but doable. In fact, you're going to grow and mature because you're going to learn how to operate without your phone. Interesting phenomenon. Here are some suggestions. A. Wear a watch. Don't rely on your phone to know what time it is. You will lose track of your day if you don't follow the time. B. Print your schedule on a small piece of paper, plasticize it, and attach it to some sort of neck strap or lanyard and wear it around your neck. This way you will always know who is supposed to be doing what, where, and with what phone. C. Keep lots of pencils, pens, and papers around. You just might have to put together your grocery list the old-fashioned way on a paper. You see how Hashem has taken us back in time? Four. And above all else, focus on the benefits that you are gaining from this. Think of it this way. Will you ever complain about a snow day again? Will you ever complain about Hanukkah vacation again? Will you ever fall apart when the cleaning lady cancels again? Five, you will be so prepared and trained, so mature, so adult, you have so much to look forward to. Thanks for listening to my podcast. My name is Dr. S. Yaroslavitz, and I am the director of Handsful, which is committed to the provision of community education in the area of behavior management and cognitive development of children. Send me your parenting questions by going to my website at handsfullchenuch.com or by WhatsApping me at 718-714-8595. I look forward to hearing from you. And remember, no matter how impossible things may seem, the earth will continue rotating on its axis.